It's the Tiltcast, episode 523, Camelback. And this week, guys, we talk Horizon Zero Dawn, Dead Rising 3, Brotato, and Domekeeper. Stay tuned. Hear that water. Super delayed. Ah. And we're back. Woohoo. Woo. Yeah. It's Woo. it's the Tillcast. It is Sunday, October 9th at about 2.45 p.m. Central Time and almost 4 o'clock Eastern Time. It is about, I don't know, 70-ish degrees outside. I'm Nas. I'm Jason. I'm Rusty. It's 61. All right. It's an M-rated show, and the three of us are going to get a certain amount of time's worth of bullshit. Bullshit. Some, some game, some news. Um, we're all back. Rusty's pretty hungover. Oh, my God. Am I? That's what happens when you drink moonshine, terrible. idiot. <laughs> what? You drank moonshine, didn't you? Uh, no. Why would I do such? Yes, I did. That's why you feel like shit. That stuff's fucking poison, man. No, 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 no. What is poison is the stuff that it's made from. <laughs> no, <laughs> what it is, is Rusty is having a wine-like hangover because he got drunk on apple pie. That's not, no, it's it's yes. worse than that. No, it's worse than that. You you don't know the whole story. You have, you have no idea. <laughs> what happened? Uh... What happened? Okay, so I was uh, uh, I was tasked that this weekend I was gonna you know we we're gonna go out to camp. This is basically the last weekend that the family gets together, goes out to camp, and we were going to go on a uh, on a ride. And uh, I have no idea who would be at the door right now. Oh, that but my you. ring is now going off, which is very interesting. Um, but this is a this is a a, a thing that happens. Uh, we go out on a ride, uh, and the colors turned up here, so all of the all of the leaves have turned all kinds of wonderful colors. And then there's a big cookout, and then we. Uh, uh, and, and then we uh, uh, go to uh, go around a campfire and drink our fucking faces off. Well, my extended family is all already there. Uh, my aunt brought her apple pie, the the same one that I got the recipe for. Uh, apparently, earlier in the day, I had just missed it by about an hour. Uh, my great aunt had created her own. A uh, batch of apple pie, right there in the camper, and I kind of like walked in on that. Uh, and there was uh, uh, there was some prep for today. See, what I did was I had ordered uh, specific Jello from the internet, and I got syringes from the internet. Uh, these are like two ounce fucking like feeding tube style fucking syringes. Uh, and I made jello shots in these syringes. They're like two and a half ounces per fucking 
you know, thing. I got 60 of them. And I made a bunch of those things. So I was bringing them over because that's what that's what my great aunt wanted. So I brought those over and she's like, here, here's, you know, here's some of the apple pie I just made. Okay, so apple pie needs to sit for 30 days. Otherwise, it just tastes like, you know, apple flavored moonshine. Uh, and I don't like, okay, cool. That's great. I'm not touching that, but that's great. Uh, well, I got to stop that fucking shit. Um, apparently, somebody is out outside my door right now doing things outside my door. That's why you lock your door. Not up here. Nobody locks their doors up here. Let's start a practice. You're you're weird. Um, you're in the middle of nowhere. Right. Yeah. That's I how mean, you get. We that's know how everybody you die. that could. Uh, we we know everybody that could be uh, that could break in. So we just you know go. What about out of town up. people? Uh nobody goes through this town. Are you fucking crazy? Serial killers. Everybody avoids this place. There's no internet here. What do you expect, dude? <laughs> I got nothing to do but kill people. I uh, got, got nothing to do but drink. So anyway, um, I start my day with a couple of the Jello shots that I made. You know, made with you know vodka. They're fairly strong. My mom doesn't think so. Uh, so this, uh, so I said, God, damn it, this fucking thing. Um, this is silent mode. I know there's a silent mode. I'm trying to get to it, but my fucking phone is. Not working properly. S siren. Ooh, there's a siren? Cool. Um, go to settings. Motion snooze. Fucking four hours. That'll be good. Um, so, there's... Uh, so I keep getting interrupted by this fucking thing. So, what, basically what it comes down to is, is that I was sitting in a camper with my great aunt, my aunt, and, you know, my uncle... Uh, and she's got brand new fucking apple pie. I've got jello shots. And then sitting there on the countertop is what's left of the Everclear still in its bottle. And I, being a smart ass, just open up the fucking top of that, you know, that bottle and just take a swift, a uh, whiff. I was like, yeah, this smells just like hand sanitizer. And, you know, my great aunt's like, pour me a shot. I have never tried it just straight up. And I'm like, you don't want to do this. You don't want to do this. But if you're going to do this, I'm going to do this with you. And uh, that was the start of my day. That was about one o'clock. <laughs> so uh, I am pouring shots of straight fucking Everclear at one, you know, one in the afternoon and going to town. Um, let's just say so, we shot the Everclear and then washed it down with apple pie moonshine. So I'm fucked. What, <laughs> what I'm hearing is, is three mistakes. One, you started at one in the afternoon. No, that's, Two, that's typical. You drank you drank Everclear. Three that's very wrong. You chased that with apple pie moonshine. 
Uh, I, you know what? The apple pie moonshine stopped the burn that was happening because, oh my god, that's like swallowing <laughs> disinfectant. Um, it's it it really is just like taking a you know a fucking swig of like Lysol. That's what it feels like. It's just <laughs> it's just it's just fire. It it's pain, and it's not even the you know it's not even uh, like I learned later on in the day that. Uh, that Everclear 151 is not the strongest. You can get Everclear 190 in other states, just not here. So, um, yeah. Uh, so next year, when this all happens again, and I get called uh, called upon to make uh, Jello shots again, because apparently that's now my job. Um. I am going to make four different flavors, and then one of those flavors is going to be a roulette. I am going to probably make it grape because everybody likes the you know like you know grape flavored fucking Jello or some shit, right? So, in the grape, half of them are going to be made with vodka. The other half is going to be one ninety Everclear, and I'm never going to, and I'm never going to hear. It's not strong enough ever again. All right. So you're you're just shooting for uh uh well Death. if they die they ask for stronger. That's correct. They they ask for stronger. This is as strong as I can get it without it being straight up fucking gasoline. Uh so <laughs> so uh here we go. <laughs> Oh, and if and the rule is if you take if if you take a shot, you finish the shot, and you don't get to complain about it because you said something about about it last year about it not being strong enough. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, that it it was a really fun day. I started the day off, you know, rather strong. Uh, then. We were, you know, then I got into an ATV and got bounced around for about, oh, two, three hours. I got a lot of good pictures of, you know, nature uh, and all the color changes that, you know, that's happening in the Northlands right now uh, and spent some time with, you know, with the family and a bunch of the uh, the other, uh, you know, people riding around. There was a bit of a, a bit of an accident. One of the ATVs flipped over on uh, on its top. Uh, and the lady's fine. She, you know, she got, you know, out of there with a couple bruises, uh, but she was understandably done driving, uh, you know, for the day. Uh, so we had to, uh, you know, to go back, which was fine because that's where the alcohol was. Uh, and, and that's more importantly where the food was. And, uh, we had, we had dinner we sat around a campfire very close because it got down to about 40 degrees last night. And uh, we got as uh, as shitty as we could get without shivering our asses off. I somehow made it home. Uh, and I feel like I feel like somebody has driven through my brain, and there is now a leakage happening in the back of my head. It's weird. it's it goes through my right eyeball 
and now I feel it in the back of my head. So, yeah, how's your day been going? <laughs> well, I've had a couple <laughs> things going on. Um, I'll go through the funny, and then I'll go through the stuff that's a little bit more game-centric. But So Trent's girlfriend had her birthday party last night, and only a handful of us showed up, but um, it was pirate-themed, right? So I got myself a fake sleeve tattoo for my arm, a, like, <laughs> like a pirate's treasure medallion, a cheap-ass pirate hat, and like a little scarf that had a whole bunch of skulls on it, right? And so mm-hmm. went to this pirate party, and their bird, I can't remember their bird's name, but they have a pet, they have a pet parrot. Um, she's usually, she's not really skittish, but I'm not really, I'm not, I'm not a bird guy. Um, so I never know kind of how to act around the bird. So anyways, their bird decided that I was extremely friendly. And so the bird kept flying and getting on my shoulder and stealing my chips. Um, those little parrots. So it's not like a macaw. <laughs> this thing's small, you know, and fit in your hand. Um, so I was feeding this parrot right. chips. And then she just decided every time I was going to laugh, the parrot was going to laugh. And so I had this whole laughing thing going on with their parrot, which was kind of funny. And then it decided it wanted to just stay on top of the pirate, the fake pirate hat that I had. So this bird would like I'd tilt my hat a little bit to the right. And the bird would just perch and just sit on the top of the hat. And then like follow, like basically just sit on my hat everywhere I was at. So I had a bird on my hat like most of the night. Um, so you were authentic. I, I was very authentic. I almost got a fake parrot, but I thought maybe the parrot would start humping the other fake parrot, you know. So <laughs> I didn't want to didn't want to risk bird humpage. Um. So, anyways, yeah, had some fun. I drank a fair amount, but not too much. I had a lot of food. There was a lot of cake, and he got a whole shitload of Chipotle. So we were. It was a huge cheat day. Lots of Guinness. Lots of. Uh, Lots of uh, pirateness, but anywho, um, so I mm-hmm. got a uh, TV yesterday. I finally pulled the trigger on it. I looked at my finances again yeah. and, and decided it was time. Um, so I went up to got Best. It. I went up to Best Buy. Uh, you know, I shopped around online to make sure they had it. And then when I was shopping in the high end TV section, because I wasn't getting a low end TV, right? Because um, I was going to finally really upgrade. I'm going for an OLED. And of course, the the guy, the sales guy, was not a young guy. He was about my age, so that made me feel a little bit better. But he's like, "Is there anything you're looking for in particular?" And I was like, "Yeah, I was looking for a Samsung QN90A, or I'm looking for a LG C2, but I want to look at them side by side." And he's like, "Okay, cool. Well, I've got a bunch of Blu-rays here on the changer." He's he's like, "We've got a wall with all of them up there." He's like, "We can look at all of them together." So he went through all of them, and I was like, all right, so I want to pick a lot of black scenes because I want to see how black it gets, right? And I guess there's a new Samsung that's decidedly just a hair better than this LG C2, but it was like $500 more. I wasn't prepared to spend $2,500. Like, I had the money, didn't want to spend it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So looking at this TV wall, and then just after a while, I was like, let's – Let's put it in a game, right? Like put in Halo or something like that or put in like – they had Last of Us too. And I was like, let's get it on a dark scene. He's like, oh, we've got a save here. It's in a dark area. Let's look at it together. So he did his job, right, like really digging through that stuff for me. 
Um, he wasn't annoying, so that made me feel a lot better. And then he had like a little tag that said like 12 year anniversary or something on him. So like it seemed like he'd been doing this a minute. But uh, so I bought a TV from him. I bought a, an LG C2 65 inch TV. Um, I did the adult thing and I got an extended warranty on this because it's an OLED and I asked him if it covered burn in just in case. And it does. Mm-hmm. Um, read a shitload of reviews online. There's a lot of, I went to like beyond the arting stuff, right? The arting stuff does like stress testing, right? Let's put it on the same Call of Duty game for six months straight. <laughs> um, right. I'm not playing any, I have way too much gamer ADD and I do this, you know, this podcast so my games rotate daily. It's very rare for me to play a single game all day. Um, so I'm not terribly worried about that. But um, so I, you know, I spent a couple hundred bucks on a two-year warranty uh, or a three-year warranty. And so that made the total cost of everything like two grand. So trying to load it up in my car. I don't have a big car. Mm-hmm. I have a little Versa, right? I've had this, this car has been paid off now for like seven years. So I fold down the seats and I pull up thinking it's 65 inches. It'll fit. Uh, it was like a fucking clown car. Um, I had the seats pushed all the way up and I had it tilted up to get into the back glass so that I could shut the hatchback. And I'm not a very tall man. I'm not a small man, but I'm not, I'm not a, uh, I'm not a Shriner. <laughs> And <laughs> you, you mean you can't go from dwarf to hobbit to fit in your? Yeah, I had to go from like dwarf moved to gnome. Up seat. I had to go from dwarf to gnome. So the seat was <laughs> moved all the way up. All in. Yeah. So I had, I was bent over and I had my knees up against the steering wheel. I had to raise the steering wheel and then my knees were against the co- steering column. And then I had one foot kind of like tucked back, back sort of under the seat so that I could get it out of the way to give my other foot enough room to maneuver. And I had the tips of my toes for the gas and the brake. Um, it was very uncomfortable. You know, uh, looking at it from the at all, <laughs> the, looking at it from the windshield side of things, you you're like probably right up uh, against the freaking glass, almost. If, if, <laughs> It just reminds me of like how uh, on TV and movies you see like the little old lady drive <laughs> right up against the wheel, right up against the glass, basically. Yeah, I just posted a bunch pictures of pictures of it. Yeah, I just put that in our little group chat. So you can see you. the space between the uh, the steering wheel and the seat. There's like seven <laughs> inches. Like there's there's a long dick's length between the seat and the dash. Uh <laughs> if I'd have gotten excited, I'd have been in trouble. So the uh You'd have been turning left. You'd have been turning left. <laughs> <laughs> no, I leaned to the right. Um so I guess that would turn me left. Well you've been peeking. Um <laughs> But yeah, it was a very tight ride getting back. And Fortunately, this Best Buy is like five miles away, so it was like less than 10 minutes of driving, right, Um, to get back here. And then when I got out, like, I just, it's like even my lungs were compacted. Like, it was like being stuck inside a box. Um, I was just like, oh, my God. And I was like, fuck, how am I going to get it out of my car? And so I texted our gaming group to see if there's anybody that was available. Wasn't anybody available. 
um, at least not yesterday. And then I texted my dad and he's like, oh yeah, I'm in town with your mom. I'll come over. So like it was severely packaged and in a great way, right? Like there was all the packing material. Like I feel like it covers half my garage. Um, but we're finally able to unpack that thing. And then we, I'm upgrading from a TCL 65 inch or 60 or 55 R15. So it's like a TCL that came out. It has HDR. It's 4K 60 hertz. It's not bad. It's a little washed out. It blooms. It's it's an all right $500 TV. And that's what it is. It's a large format $500 TV. It's decent. Not great. It's not bad. But I wanted an upgrade. And I wanted something bigger for my living room. Um, so I got this thing. And of course, there's a lot of like key features I was looking for in a TV. I wanted something with G-Sync. Um, and it is really nice to be able to turn off the V-Sync setting on everything and just let things go and then not see the stutter. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh, so now it's running at 85 FPS and now it's running, you know, I put the FPS counter on top to see kind of what was going on. But that works pretty flawlessly. There's a couple of things you have to do to mess with it to get it set right. Um, but the C the 42-inch C2 is also a really popular computer monitor right now, which is the other reason why I picked this TV. It's got the larger format version of the screen. But, you know, it's got the it's got AMD FreeSync on it. It's got their own version of FreeSync and it's got G-Sync and then the computer recognizes the G-Sync. Um, it's got four, as long as you're using HDMI 2.1 port or Display well, Port, let me yeah, but all throw of them, that out there. But all of them on there are 2.1 ports, so it's got four 2.1 HDMI's on it. Um, oh, nice. It doesn't have Display Port. I'm okay with that. Um, I think I got two Display Ports on my on my card, but it's. I know there's a thing with the color gamut and all that other shit with Display Port over HDMI 2.1. I don't know if my bad eyes, I could see that or not. Um, but I can notice a huge difference in picture quality and a huge difference in blacks. And then it's got a game mode that also like has some quick settings you can adjust. So you can switch between four picture settings for different types of games. And of course it calls them like, it's like standard RTS, um, FPS and RPG are like your standard fair settings that it's got that you can flip between while you're in the menus. Um, but when they say inky blacks, they fucking mean it, man. It is, it's such a difference. Now, I'm playing, like, games that are... So I tried control on it, right? Like, I wanted to see a game with ray tracing and really big contrast. So I tried that out. Of course, I still haven't finished that game. I just went through the intro and went to a couple of dark areas and looked at it. I was like, that looks really good. Um, and then I tried... Um, what I actually played on it was... And I'll talk about this later, but Surge, first one played quite a bit of that on there it's got a lot it doesn't have hdr but you know it's a fairly dark game and um the places where it's dark and where it has light is really cool like i just stood in place to see like the light beams play out through the inky blackness and it's just like like you can put your face almost up on the screen and see where the pixels are turned off and where the pixels are turned on it's really fucking cool um, it just adds such a stark contrast to everything um, when you're when you have something that has such true blacks. Um, I know people have said like they're not OLEDs can be kind of dark. It's as bright as I ever set the TCL, um, but I actually don't like it like super 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 bright, right? So I tend to turn it down, and I have a pretty dark living room, so like maybe that's why I don't notice. But then I played a lot of Dead Rising Three. 
Um, there's a if you're curious on PC, the default setting is locked at 30 FPS. There's a essentially you go in and you edit a user INI setting on there to unlock the frame rate. And as long as you don't set it above like 130 hertz, everything works just fine. So I have it locked at 120 um, hertz on, on the TV. And 4K, 120 hertz with true black on that. Like it looks almost like a modern game. Like it just makes everything look better. Just having that contrast ratio and the way that it deals with light is just so much better than my other TV. It's just a stark game changer on picture quality. That's a bigger upgrade almost. I mean, not quite, but almost as big an upgrade for me was getting a good display over my graphics card. Um, I haven't tried a whole lot more other than that. You know, I went through when I was, you know, testing it out and showing my parents that why I spent this much money on a TV. You know, I was just going through the different tech demos that you can find on YouTube, and I still don't have all the shit set up on it. Because I just wanted a game on it, right? Like, I wanted to just fuck around on my weekend and try this new TV out. The other thing is really neat, too. Like, so, using this as a computer monitor at 65 inches, sitting about six six to eight feet away. Um, before, on a 55-inch TV, I was just, like, two feet too far away. And I'd have to blow up text a lot to really see what I was doing. Again... Yeah. Granted, I have really bad eyes, and even with glasses and corrective vision, I still struggle sometimes. So getting a huge TV like that, I'm able to just – I can sit on my couch. Like that extra that extra 10 inches, well, it's just vertically or horizontally, right, or diagonally. Um, it makes a difference on where I can sit in the room and still be able to do everything I need to do. Um, it looks fantastic. I do not regret this purchase. My wallet regrets it a little bit, but I'm extremely happy with getting an OLED for a display for my gaming setup. Do you know that's weird, right? I know I'm an edge case. Um, yeah, it's you give me shit about being an edge case because I've got an ultra wide. Yeah, and it's just it's weird because nothing runs an ultra wide. It does too, and. If indie titles can actually support ultra-wide AAA titles, should be able to as well. God, we, talk, we go about this all the time, but when you look at like the yes. hardware reviews, it's like less than 1% of all users have a extra an ultra-wide. I am less than 1% of all users right now with a freaking 3090. So what do you fucking... Yeah. I like being in the 1%, goddammit. It's a... I don't really, I mean, I understand the reasoning that you want it, but it, it's never really been that big a thing for me. The biggest thing for me is just having a very clear picture and a lot of it so that I can see. And it's, this is, I think if I'd have gone bigger, it would have definitely been too big. So remember, I was originally looking at a 75 inch. Yeah. It wouldn't have fit I mean, on my wall. Like this, your... this barely, so I was able to use my old mount. So that's a good thing, but I would have had to have been off center on anything larger to, or to have to move my shelf. Like this time I just had to move a picture over to the left a little bit. Um, but if I'd gone to a 75 inch, I would have had to move either the whole mount and everything over to the left, like 10 inches. Um, or I would have had to just like taken down the shelf on the right side. So like, it's like the, it's really about the perfect size for my living room was 65 inches. Oh, so surprised you didn't measure that shit beforehand. 
I did. Um, that's why I landed on it because I kept measuring. I was like, all right, so I'm at a 55. I pulled up the dimensions, like the physical dimensions of the TV and then measured it out versus my screen. I was like, okay, this is barely going to fit. I hope this fits, right? Like I had like a, a hack, maybe a quarter to a half inch on either side if I wanted it center. And I was really hoping my old mount would work, and it did because it has a standard bracket pattern on the backs, thank God. Um, and now I have my 55-inch TCL in my bedroom, which is great. Um, now I can uh, Steam Link or Steam Deck in that room on 55 inches, which is kind of funny. Wow. The... Samsung sitting right next to me because I don't, I got to find the stand for it to put it in the workout room. But, um, yeah, if you have the yeah. spare cash and I'll, you know, we'll, we'll talk about this again in six months. That LG C2 mm-hmm. is tits. It's, it's a great TV. It's after tax and warranty and everything else. It cost me about $2,100. So. That sounds fucking fantastic, dude. It's, I mean, it's it's what you wanted. It's the right size. It's got all the features you're looking for. It was uh, the one thing I didn't go fucking, cheap. Like I was looking at Hisense for a while. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to spend more money and I'm going to get what I want. I'm not, I don't have to go cheap. This is just cheap brain going on. This is like a major purchase. Mm-hmm. So. Right. I don't regret it. Well, you got to get it. You had to get it right. Now, for you know, for me, when I got my display, I went overly expensive, and I really shouldn't have. Um, How much did you I spend for that monitor, it. dude? This is this was back. This was back when uh, you know. Oh fuck! When, when did I buy this? Probably like what five, six years ago, almost. You pay like seven hundred dollars for that ultra wide. Oh, I paid a thousand. What? Um, yeah. How many inches yeah. is that? Uh, it's it. It's at least thirty-two. Uh, no, it's not thirty-two. It's smaller. Fucking. No, it's bigger than that. Come on now. Um, you know this? I uh, hold on a second. Thirty-four. Um, for a thirty-four-inch monitor, you spent a thousand dollars. It's an Alienware. Um, I, That's your bought, I bought bought the name exactly. You buy the name when you buy Alienware. So I was like, okay. So I bought this thing. What I was looking for was ultra wide G Sync, and at that time there wasn't a whole lot of ultra wide G Syncs. Yeah, that's uh, true. So it's got like it's uh, like a two hundred and forty hertz monitor or something crazy like that, isn't it? No, this is a one twenty. Uh, so, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's not even the greatest panel. Like it's, it's, yeah, it's good it, enough for what I wanted. It's um, like, if I remember the box correctly, it's like 144 Hertz max. No, it's 120 max. It's a hundred. Oh, Jesus. It's it's a hundred, but you overclock it to 120. Um, yeah. So it's not the best panel in the world. Created six years ago. Oh, it's a it's a I was, it's an LCD panel, right? Yeah, uh, and now and, and all I was really looking to do was get an ultra wide because at that time I was playing a lot of uh, uh, a lot of MMOs, so I wanted to have as much green space uh, screen space as possible, 
Uh, G-Sync was just because I felt like I needed to have G-Sync for some reason. Um, at the time, I it really didn't matter that all, all that much. And I spent way more for the fact that it was Alienware and that it had G-Sync availability. Um, just a little bit later on down the line, there would have been a 32-inch standard-ass fucking monitor for probably $400 less that did, you know, everything I wanted plus some. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, I, I paid, I, I paid the premium tax on, on a name, you know, and I didn't even get all the features that I really, really wanted. Like I got the form factor and the G-Sync capabilities, but that, that's about it. If I was buying monitor, uh, a monitor today, I would know exactly and do all the research that you did for your television. Um, I would know exactly the model I was looking for. And then all I'd need to see is, well, you can't really go fi- uh, go to places and see computer monitors these days. Now that I think about it. Nope. Nope. Not unless you're lucky enough to have like a micro center or a B&H. Yeah. Well, even with micro center, you don't necessarily see every model, you know? No, you can't but compare you like TVs. You you see a wide enough gambit. They carry they carry a lot of mid and high range monitors in the store. Yeah, it's still kind of a uh, it's still kind of a, th- a thing though. It's like uh, you have all of these you know comparison options for televisions, but you don't have them for computer monitors. Not unless you are in a specific location with a specific kind of store nearby. I could go to any Walmart right now and compare TVs. You know. But I can't necessarily go to, you know, you know, any computers, you know, computer shop and compare monitors. So I guess that comes from being, you know, TVs are in every home. But then again, so are computers. I don't know where I'm going with this, but. Desktops, not so much anymore. I I kind of feel like the the enthusiast computers. Laptops and tablets way outrank monitors as far as. Or desktops, as far as in homes anymore. Well, even though, enth- even those have out- specialized monitors. Outside of enthusiast gaming, um, you don't have a lot of standard desktops out there anymore. Well, I mean, just yeah, I'm, and I'm just pointing out this thing because it just popped into my head. But if you was to go into, uh, you know, if, if you was to go to your local fucking cell phone store to look at the latest iPhone, you could see the display of the iPhone right there. You know, granted, a, a smaller collection of available models, and I get that, but the idea is, is that TVs, well-represented, most other devices that have a screen that everybody has, like a cell phone, you know, well-represented, uh, well rep- rep- but... Yeah. You know, these like, these things that everybody cannot live without but must have a computer, uh, you know, the monitors for them are basically non-existent. You just have to buy them off of a spec list and pretty, hope, pretty much. You know, hope for the best. That's why you reviewers know. are so valuable in that space. And that's why the specs for like, this shit is good. Even if you go to like a uh, um, 
uh, Office Depot or something like that, all of the monitors they carry, they're business-focused monitors. You're not going to get. There's nothing high in there. Yeah, there's nothing. It's you know, it's like you, the, you it's like the Walmart you're of PC not get supplies. An enthusiast level monitor there. No. Well, it's just like but, even when I was like looking for TVs, like realizing you know I couldn't go to a Walmart or Target to buy anything that was like any kind of like serious model TV. You know, because mm-hmm. everything there is they're they're selling to a general consumer that's looking for a deal. Like Target, I couldn't find anything that wasn't like three years old or the budget version of any of the brands. You know. Right. Um, yep. No, you pretty much got to go to Best Buy for that or like. Well, I was going to, there's a local place called Video got, Revolution, but they're way overpriced. Yeah. Well, that's oh, because yeah. they're a single location, private company. Like. And you end up buying the <laughs> they, whole fucking setup from them. Yeah. You, you right? start at like $200 over MSRP so they can like walk it back to MSRP. Right. They expect people well, to have too much money in their pockets and not pay, pay attention to what they're spending. Well, that particular kind of place is for somebody that says, I have a living room, deck it out. You know, and then they'll just throw, they'll throw literally the best shit that they can get into a freaking room. And then, you know, here is your, you know, 15 grand worth of bill. Uh, would you like to make monthly payments? You know? <laughs> no, they don't make uh, monthly payments. I don't know. You, I got to I got to I'm just waiting on the bill, but I got a Best Buy credit card just so I could get 200 bucks back off mine, but uh whatever. I have good enough credit. They're like, "Oh, you're approved." All right. So, <laughs> this is uh 10% cash back on a uh, $2000. So I was like, "Sign me up." <laughs> Take the cash I mean, back, pay it off and close it. I do that Ye- for my larger electronic purchases, but that's more so I have the no interest payoff. Oh my god. Well, which means as, I can stretch stuff out. It's a slippery a, slope, and we are very careful not to. Uh, well, I have zero credit card debt that. right now, aside from this one purchase. So, as a former TV salesman, I can tell you without a doubt if I can get you to sign up for a credit card and you are approved, I basically can max that fucker out in front of you. Yeah. Well, this guy didn't do it. He's like, "Do you want to?" Yeah, no. He's like, "You'll I'm get too careful for." He's that. like, "You're paying cash," and I was like, "Yep." He's like, if you do this on a card, we can give you 10% cash back off this purchase. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, it's 10% off like $2,100. I was like, so $210. Off. Yeah, I'll do that. And then I'll just pay it off at the end of the month. Yeah. And that guy just got a credit card sale as well as a TV sale. You just made his day. Well, yeah. But I also, I made made money back off that purchase that was already marked down. It doesn't matter to him. I I don't care. It, whatever it needs to. <laughs> I'm not a I'm not an irresponsible credit card spender. So for me, it's not a big deal. Well, you are you are in the one percent there. <laughs> I have I have the uh, well, yeah. I don't spend money on my credit card unless I absolutely have to. And in this case, it was just literally I'm throwing away money if I don't do this. Uh, yeah, literally, no. there are times when I'm making purchases that I'll put it on my credit card for the rewards that it gets, so that I can put the cash back back towards it. I wait for the cash back to hit, then I put it back on the card, and then I go back and then just, you know, spent or pay. Yeah. I pay off my balance every single month. I'm a crazy the amount person. Of times you just said the word back is just, just disturbing me. Um, Baby, got it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. um, but anywho, yeah, like uh, 
going back towards if you're <laughs> going to get something else, man, like I'll tell you again, if OLED is not worth it after several months right now, it is so much more worth it than whatever else I've had. Well, we told you that the contrast was going to be, you know, a pretty big deal for you as soon as you saw it in real world scenarios. So, yeah, it was so much different than just watching a video. I mean, even if uh, as long as you recognize that, you know, even with as much as uh, LG with the C2 and Samsung with their new S95 display. That was the other one I was looking at, but um, it was 500 bucks more. Uh, as long as you recognize that these are still like, this is for LG third generation OLED for Samsung. This is their, their first quantum dot OLED panel. Um, yeah, that flagship Samsung did look slightly better, but I'll tell you what, I wasn't going to pay another 600 bucks for that. And I've also, we're going through Reddit and our tings and a whole bunch of other shit just looking at it, that Samsung panel uh, or that's the tech that's inside there has a lot of hinkiness with G-Sync. It tends to lean more on variable refresh rate. And so it doesn't utilize the features of my card as well as the LG does. And this is LG's third attempt at G-Sync. So, yeah. It, well, and that's, again, just because it's a new display tech, right? So as long as you know you're still kind of an early adopter with either panel and you recognize that with as much work as they as both companies have done to reduce the risk of burn in, you take your own steps to not leave static images on it for hours on end and you occasionally go in and do the pixel refresh through the through the TV's GUI. Um you know, you should be fine. Have any trouble? Was, when I was dicking with it, I was kind of conscious of how often initially, like how often I have static images on the screen. And like on the desktop mode, I was noticing that. So I set the taskbar to auto hide. And then I found a, I can't remember exactly what it's called. I want to say it's called shuffle. But anyway, there's an official Microsoft app that lets you snap stuff to your screen in different little quadrants. Mm -hmm. Um. And of course, changing out where I'm putting stuff when I'm setting my screen up for different workloads, right? Like I was doing the podcast today, and so I had like our list of topics on one side. I had where I was posting it on another side, and then I images and all the socials on the other side. So I had my screen divided up into several little quadrants that I was working with. And I know that that's going to change, right? Um, and I don't usually... There's not hardly ever a time where I just sit with the desktop and the icons just sitting there for any extended period of time. Um, so, like, I also set it up. It's got a a screensaver mode that if it sits on a static image for too long, right, it'll just go into screensaver mode. And right. so if I forget about it for whatever reason, it'll just flip over to screensaver mode. Um so anyways, like long story short, I don't know that I'm going to run into an issue where I see any kind of significant burn-in. And by the time that burn-in is going to happen, at least in my head, like maybe within the next few years, I'll be looking at another panel. Um, well, yeah. To me, a TV is about you're a five-year thing. The person, yeah, you're not, not the person to play Call of Duty literally every single day, you know, and, and have those same static elements on there. 
Yeah, when he was so, asking me, he's like, what's your use case? Well, I was like, I play a lot of games. I do a podcast where, you know, I'm constantly switching games. He's like, so you're not a pro gamer. It's like, no, I don't play Dota or Call of Duty all the time. Like, I literally play several different games in a single sitting. So, like, I'm right. not going to – it's also got a thing where if it has an image that's sitting on the on the screen for too long, it, like, auto-dims those particular pixels after a certain amount of time. So it'll sense out that I've got a health bar and then, like, gradually dim that, which is crazy. Um, well, but it's not even noticeable. It just, like, it very slowly alters the shade, and then it kind of comes back really slowly. Okay. Well, that's great. I think, you know, I think the, you know, that you're overthinking the whole burn-in thing. Um, because if you think back to the CRT days, I mean, those were, you know, prone to burn-in as well. And... How many times do we fucking play games on those? Uh, right. And then oh, no. they had a much higher... The only, higher reason, well, the only reason I even brought that up is um, like saw use cases from uh, uh, Wendell from Level 1 Techs and, and Linus using C1s as their daily drivers. They also right. drive nice. theirs a lot differently daily than I do. And, right. And eventually, you know, saw issues, but they were using them like as their their primary monitors at the office. Yeah, so, and for me, I'm know, not. There is a use case thing there, but yeah, I'm using my work monitors for work stuff. For that, like the closest I'm coming to work is video editing, or um, you know, like p- picture editing, or I actually use my computer for social media because I like a keyboard, um, or podcast you know writing up the description and shit like i don't use it for anything any kind of extended period of time other than bills for like excel use or something like that you know right um, i did notice though too like when it does have like black lines they are just black i do like the uh it's just so much different than what i'm used to i was also really conscious too like the c2 has a denser uh, ppi than the c1 so like the c1 was somewhere in like the 40s or 60s right for their ppi which is pretty low the C2 is like 109 or something to that that effect. And unless I put my face on the screen, I can't see the individual pixels for text like in Notepad or something like that. So, and I'm never sitting that close to that screen. I, even before, I was never sitting that close, you know. Right. I mean, if you, well, that's great. I mean, that means that your, uh, you know, your particular use case, you know, you no longer have to actually you know, blow things up. Things aren't going to look pixelated. It's not going to look jagged. You have all your, you know, all of the options, you know, good contrast and G-Sync. So, so, yeah, kind of envious of you a little bit. That aside, and I'll go into games here now. Jason, have you been playing anything? I'm still cranking away at Horizon, man. Cranking away, really? My story hasn't... uh, (laughs) really uh changed all that much how hard are you cranking it um for the most and about the only thing different that we did this week was just uh we had our big our big day at the fair yesterday which meant we were how much out there for more than eight hours oh jesus how much were turkey legs 15 that's still pretty fucking $15. expensive. Fifteen dollars. 
Yeah. I remember a day where you could go and get a whole turkey for fifteen dollars. There, back there was in my only, day, <laughs> there was only one place that had burgers less than ten. Jesus. Oh my god. Ten dollars um, for a burger. $15 I mean, the corn dogs were like loaf. eight. Eight dollars. Corn dogs were eight. Like eight. Funnel cakes were like eleven dollars. Like funnel cakes require effort. Corn so, dogs, on the other hand, don't require effort. You just pull them out of a bar s box and throw them in a freaking fryer. That's right? that's ridiculous. I'm, I'm, that also I'm, means I'm, I've spent like all day, like glued to my chair or or uh, sitting up on on my uh, lovely uh, mechanized bed just uh, uh, with heating pads on because I carried around 35 pounds worth of water bo- metal water bottles in a backpack all day yesterday. That sounds fantastic, too. I don't, I don't envy you. And I, that just re- further reinforces call- that I'm not going to go waste money at the fair. Uh, uh, I'm just going to call you Camelback from now on. Camelback. Well, I mean... <laughs> Have you seen the those sacrifices people that put, like, I make for money? Right, because drinks are <laughs> drinks are like you know you pay fifteen dollars for a cup and then it's oh, a this like is like a six or an eight dollar refill. This is I what understand. his this is what his money saving wife was like. Hey, you can carry all these water bottles. They're metal. Exactly. <laughs> They're metal. They're full of let water. Me, let me load you up like a pack mule. <laughs> We're, we're gonna to put you. We're gonna put thirty five pounds worth of water on you. We're only gonna drink about five of that. Uh, five pounds of that. But you're gonna have to carry so it around all to like, day long. So Jason's basically walking and, around with an ice chest on his back. And and three of three of these water bottles are uh, like full um, liter and a half fucking water bottles these are like 46 ounce water bottles oh my god <laughs> oh no but see i mean this this reminds when, me of the when a bottle, scene in space balls when a bottle of water costs you five dollars yeah right you take extreme measures her majesty's matched luggage <laughs> <laughs> granted like after we were there a couple hours like um like crystal took hers but you know the kids were in and out of rides the whole time Mm. so you know you're you're still carrying all the water i and i have like a really good like ogio like super padded uh uh electronics bag which actually was great because the bottom shape of it was perfect for like setting the water bottles in and then pretty much staying in place and not not like moving around a whole lot but even with that you know 35 pounds of water is 35 pounds of water right so yeah that's dude (laughs) i i i wouldn't (laughs) <laughs> There's just no way. Be like, no, carry your own damn water. Y'all have backs too. <laughs> so, so gaming wise, Rusty, were you playing anything? Uh, e- yeah, uh, yeah. So, 
I have played some things. Uh, there is there is game uh, on my little little bits of internet. I think was it last week or the week before that we did the whole like we're gonna buy five game. Um, that was actually just last week. Yeah, that's what I thought. So it was like uh, it was there. So it was Bone Razor Minions. Twenty minutes till dawn. Raise uh, thy What's that? Raise thy boner. Yes, I raised thy boners and took great poundings. Um, there was uh, Brotato uh, and Domekeeper, and then there's Death's Gambit Afterlife that I have not played yet. Um, but I've played a little bit of each one of those based off of your suggestions um, and found uh, that I... Really enjoyed 20 minutes till dawn. Uh, but it was, it seems like there needs to be more to that game. Um, or something, you know, there's, there needs to be a little bit more to it. Like Vampire Survivors has more to it, uh, than 20 minutes till dawn. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Still a good game, but it, after the first few runs, it feels quite samey. Yeah, um, it's it needs some more levels is what it needs. Yes, um, but the concept Razor minions is is uh, it's it's all right. I have a little bit of trouble getting into games where I can't really you know that I don't really do much more than just move a dude around. It's um, a three dollar game, so it was it was kind of like eh, it's okay. Like it went. It went super hard on the pixel art style uh, to a point where it's almost distracting. Like, I wish there was a little bit more resolution to their, you know, you know, 16 by 16 freaking characters, you know. Um, the uh, uh, the one that kind of stuck up on me that I initially hated, uh, but it kind of grew on me a little bit was Brotato um, or Brotato. Uh, that game, I hated it because it was a lot like Bone Razor Minions where you're just moving around a character. Uh, but it has, it, it has enough has randomness. <laughs> huh? It has builds. It has builds. You can, you can actually uh, have a little bit of a, uh, a, a random style, you know, gameplay where you don't necessarily necessarily know what you're going to end up with until you get to the later stages. Uh, so I, I've played a little bit more of uh, uh, Brotado than all you know the other ones. God, people keep fucking pinging me. It's called um, silent mode, Rusty. I don't know what that is. Technology is it's a foreign to me, remember? Um... <laughs> Uh, Dome Keeper. I played exactly one try at Dome Keeper, uh, and I have to give it a little bit more of an effort. Uh, it didn't necessarily make a whole lot of sense uh, to me when I first uh, first started it. Well, um, I can speak to Dome Keeper. Yeah. So Dome Keeper to me is uh, is a uh, is is a thing that just. Uh, it it's it tells you you have to do something at a very specific time, and I, I had a discussion with you about games that had that kind of a thing, 
Um, hold on a second. So I can explain Domekeeper a little uh, bit. Yeah. So it's a two-phase game, right? So here's how here's how it works. So you dig underneath your little base for minerals, right, to get yourself the upgrades you need to fight off the waves. And there's two modes. So the first mode is relic hunt. So you're digging down to find the relic. Once you find the relic, you pull it, bring it back to base, and you just survive the final wave. And if you can f- survive 75% of it, then you win. That's, I'll just say it that way because it is kind of neat. And then the other mode is you mine out as much as you can, and then you escape before you get overwhelmed. But the two-phase part is you mine, and then you see that you got monsters around the approach, so you got to haul ass back up to the top. You fight off the monsters. When you're done, you go back down. And so that's what the timer is for, is to get you back to your... It's it's the risk of how much can I mine during this time limit? And you'll unlock different things to help with that. So... There's shields that you can get, right? The shield helps with mitigating damage while you're getting your ass back up. And then there's like a monster repellent thing that you can get, which you can trigger that will just delay the whole wave by almost a whole nother wave. There are unlockable modes for the game where you can set it to like double timer, but the wave's more intense. So you Uh have more time to go get shit. And there's also bigger maps too. Um, I've been playing it. The small map still takes quite a while, probably about 40 minutes for a run. Um, but it's kind of, it's got a good ebb and flow to it. It's probably for me about a B tier game. Um, but I enjoy it quite a bit. <laughs> also tried it on the OLED. It still looks great. Um, but it kind of has a hyper stylized, like almost Super Nintendo look to it. Like that generation of games between Nintendo and Super Nintendo. Um, like maybe a Sega Genesis, maybe that's about where it's at, but, um, yeah, that's essentially the, that's the ebb and flow. It's, it is a timer, but it's not a timer. Um, it's just, this is how long you got. Oh, you discovered a whole bunch of minerals. Well, just take enough back that you can essentially, um, get back in time to fight and then go back and finish it after you're done fighting. Like, there's also, like, a teleporter you can get. There's two different versions of a teleporter. One's an ability you can get where you can just, you teleport, or you set your portal, right? And then you set wherever that portal's set the next time you hit the teleport button, you just jump right back to that spot. So if you've got the teleporter, you can actually, or the teleporter ability, you can set that right underneath your base. And then just mind your heart's content. Now, you can't get, bring minerals back through that portal, but you can bring your person back. So you could go and mine out a huge area and then wait till the very last second and then just pop back and then jump in and fight. Um, the other teleporter can be upgraded, though, and you can it's a droppable module, so you can just drop it at the bottom of your mineshaft, and you can actually bring mm-hmm. minerals back with it. There's also a, like a, a beam that has these little bubble things that attach to minerals, and if you unlock that um, item, then you can just bring your minerals to the beam and it'll slowly trickle all that shit up to your base. So you could literally just mine and then just drag shit over to the beam that goes all the way down to the bottom and it'll slowly bring all those minerals back. But if you need certain things more than you need others, then it makes more sense for you to bring it back with you. Um, but that can also be upgraded too with those same minerals to be faster. Um, those are the relics, right? Those are those are the things that you you know that you find in each run and it yeah. is the run-to-run variant. Yeah, the run-to-run variant, and after you're done with the run, when you start a new run, you can pick one of those things to follow you over to the next run. Gotcha. Okay. So, yeah, like, it's it's just I only have given it one go, 
Uh, and I think what I need to do is just like with any roguelike, you have to play it like at least 15 to 20 times before it becomes like, oh, this is how you do this. Yeah. You know, so I I didn't give it enough time. Yeah, I've had a out of all of those indies, that and Death's Gambit are the two that I've played the most. I'm in a spot with Death's Gambit where I'm not stuck. I just need more skill um, to beat the boss to move on to the next thing. And I wanted to play something that made better use of my graphics card. So I kind of put a pause on Death's Gambit and I played a lot of Domekeeper this week. But then I jumped into Dead Rising 3 and there was a lot of like mixed reviews on Steam about it running beyond 30 FPS and a very quick look through the guides on that showed that there's a user INI setting you can do to unlock the frame rate and it just says essentially don't crank this past 120 hertz. So I have it running at a 100 hertz um, on the PC and that made a lot of difference as far as visual quality and the way that it looks and the way that it runs. It just, it runs so fucking buttery smooth. Um, that game's, that's my favorite. I know this is like sacrilege, right? Because a lot of people are big into the first Dead Rising that like that series. That's probably my, so for me, the way that it goes, it goes three. I like the one with Chuck, which is two. And then I like the one that's off the record, which is the same level as the one with Chuck and two, but a completely different path and a completely different set of missions, which is off the record. And then it goes one, and then it goes four. Four is aimless and boring. Four is a really bad Dead Rising game. Um, I played through it once and never going back. But three, three is just good design. Um, I know you don't like zombies, Rusty, but that being said. I really don't. The things that I noticed in this game going through it, right, like as you progress through the game, different parts of the area are either unlocked or blocked off and force you to use different routes. So you can't just drive through the whole city all the time. Um, there's a lot of incentive to use the combo weapons because they give you more experience points by doing kills with them. Um, and they're also vastly more effective than any of the vanilla weapons that you can find. Um, when you get the PC version, it gives you all the DLC unlocks. And those um, are good, like to have a weapon in the closet you can pick up, but they don't give you as much PP points, right? Experience points. Um, right. as the combo weapons. So it makes more sense for you to still kind of get used to using the combo weapons. Um, the guns feel a lot better in Dead Rising 3 than a lot of them. Um, it does a really decent job of aiming. And it also, like, I noticed you can just hold down the trigger and move in a direction and you kind of just casually mow shit down in front of them. It's actually incredibly effective for getting through a crowd is to get, it's called a split shot, which is a, uh, <laughs> it's like an assault rifle with like three split barrels. And it just shoots a wave of bullets in front of you. Um, and as you level up your firearm skill, like that becomes, you have a shitload of ammo and a crazy spread on it. So for every shot, you usually kill like three or four, right? And you might have 120 shots. So you can get a pretty big kill count with that. Um, or get from point A to point B when there's a lot of shit in front of you to get your, your get the area moved out in front of you. I've only had a couple of like little minor glitches with stuff with me kind of getting hung up in the environment, but like overall it's run pretty buttery smooth. Um, mm. It's not as pretty as a modern, modern game, but on PC it looks pretty damn good still. I also um, plugged in a little bit of uh, uh, Phantom Pain 
uh, Metal Gear Solid. That looks fantastic yep. on the OLED. Um, it's almost like playing a different game. But um, anywho, back to Dead Rising. Like I'm most of the way through the campaign right now, <laughs> um, and I'm having a blast. I just needed something like that to play that's a little bit – I didn't play it on the hardest mode. I needed something that was a little bit accessible because that game's not honestly yeah. that hard. Um, it's just kind of mindless action fun, right? We kill a whole bunch of shit, blow off a lot of steam, kind of go from point A to point B. The story's kind of serviceable. The psychos are pretty funny. Um, it does a good yeah. job of not taking itself seriously at all. It's a video game as video game. Um, and I like all those things about that game is that it is not self-serious. And in, in a world where we're most a lot of the games that we're playing have this focus on hyper-realism. Like, that's a kind of a breath of fresh air. It makes me hope for, like, No More Heroes that's coming out here at the end of the month. Um, I'm looking for another video game-ass video game that's like that, that's not hyper-realistic. Um, it doesn't have to have realism in it. Um, you know, to be fun. I mean, you know, to be honest, I don't necessarily need to have, like, Six Degrees of Freedom, you know, or fucking... Uh, or, you know, jiggle physics for everything to fucking work right, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like I was even, I was kind of having a hankering for a Souls-like game and testing all this stuff, right? I tested Dark Souls out on the... Dark Souls. Dark Souls! On, on the, uh, I was going to call it the Switch, but the Steam Deck. Um, the vastly superior handheld. Um, <laughs> vastly, vastly superior. That thing is essentially... So let's 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 backtrack for a second. I was going to say I was playing oh, Surge, and that's really fun. But... So Trent he's, he's wanted left again. I am, but Trent really wanted to play <laughs> Fallout seventy six, and I don't really have anything against that. And there's a lot of expansions out. Um, I dug out the old Xbox One Elite, right, and I realized that I couldn't find the power cable, so I had to go looking for the power cable. Then I couldn't find the, you know, the HDMI two point one for it, so I found that. So twenty minutes later, I've got it all plugged in, and then I realized I haven't turned this thing off on in a year and a half. Fuck. And uh -huh. I didn't have, I couldn't find another Ethernet cable. And I didn't want to run it through the little bitty crack in my entertainment center to get it down there. So I was like, I'll just run it off Wi-Fi. Big fucking mistake. Um, it took 30 minutes to update to the latest version of, you know, Xbox whatever, OS. Had to resubscribe to Game Pass Ultimate. I mean, I'm already on the regular one. And I had like some kind of like $10 credit on my account. So I was like, fuck it. I'll just add it for the month and play with Trent. And then, then I realized that this game hadn't updated in forever. And I was looking for my game disc, and I realized Lola ate the Fallout 76 game disc. So <laughs> um, back when she was a puppy, and I had uh, downloaded the game off Game Pass, right, because it came free on the machine. So there was a 70-gig download at like 10 megabits a second that I had to do, which took almost three hours. So, like, I went back in the backyard and, like, cleaned up the pool and folded everything up, put it in the garage while I was waiting on it. And then I, uh, when I finally was up to a point where I could connect, I was like, I don't have a fucking headset. So I tried a whole bunch of old headsets that all sounded like shit because I'm used to having a good headset now. It's like, I can't do this. And there's this weird noise on Trent's side. Trent lives in, like, well, using an old term, BFE, like bumfuck Egypt, right? Um, wow. And he's so he, got he shit. lives close to me. Yeah, he, yes. He lives <laughs> in an area where he's got maybe 10 down and half a meg up. So very similar to you, Rusty. But yeah, his yeah. internet is super spotty sometimes. So when he came through, he's like, 
it sounded like it sounded like I was talking into another dimension. Like he had constant static and he had like a super tinny voice, which is weird because he has kind of a deep voice, right? So hearing him talk and the whole time it's just like like that for about two hours and that noise pollution like was fucking killing me. So we played Fallout and I'm playing it on my old Xbox and it's so fucking framey on my old Xbox. Like it's, he was giving me shit about it. He's like, you're just used to playing everything at a 60 FPS plus now. And I was like, it's hard to go back yes. to 30. It's really hard to go back to 30. And then there's all these explosions and then it gets even more framey on here. I was like, uh, and I'm you... not used to low res textures. He's like, quit being such a fucking prissy jackass. Well, <laughs> and it's, it's hard. Um, it's hard. It, yeah. but going the back. The thing is, is, the thing is, is you know, if you went back and played an Atari right now, you'd probably fry your brain. <laughs> yeah, I was just not used to like painted on shadows and some somewhat dynamic lighting and some low res <laughs> textures and everything. You know, it doesn't run at 4K on your Xbox One Elite. It runs at like 1080p, maybe or 900p with variable refresh rate. And oh, damn, it it runs okay. Like it's serviceable, right? But honestly, the Steam Deck, if I have it plugged in, because if I don't, it'll last like an hour on the battery with it, um, runs that on medium to high settings at 60 FPS on my Steam Deck. My Steam yes, Deck. because your Steam Deck is like fucking four or five, six times, ten times better than fuck. I don't know what the numbers are, it's, but still. It runs, it runs that game better than the Xbox. And I guess it's just Windows bloat or something. I don't know, but... Yeah, that no. It's just crazy that it runs it that good. And then Dead Rising, right? It can run it between thirty and forty FPS on my Steam Deck. It's not Windows bloat. It's just the fact that you know processors and GPUs have gotten that good over the years. Yeah, it's just crazy, like how much tech is squeezed into that little machine. It runs so but many the things Xbox so good. Three sixty Elite. I mean, you, the the not Elite. The three, it's the even, Xbox One Elite. Xbox One. Xbox yeah. One Elite. Mm-hmm. I mean, not the One X. We're still talking fucking. Yeah, wow. I got that um, back in like 2013 or something or 2014. Uh, let's see. I wanted uh, that was work. released in 2015. So October 27th, 2015 was when it was released. It's a no, seven-year-old that's the Elite controller. Uh, no, no, no. That's the Elite controller. I want to say it was Never like mind. 2013. Uh. Why did it come up with the fucking controller when I said elite? Uh, But, you know, they were playing it on Xbox because they have two Xboxes, right? She has his girlfriend has an Xbox One X and then he has an Xbox One Elite, essentially. Right. So Xbox. Yeah. 2013. November 22nd, 2013. I really wish. Okay. I really wish that um, that there was crossplay between that and PC, so that I could play it on my pretty settings on a good yeah, machine. Yeah, of course you would. Just like everybody else, be like, I'm gonna frag some noobs on their Xbox One. <laughs> it's gonna be great. It just everything runs better on the PC. Yeah, so everybody get a PC, right? Yeah, fuck fuck your console. Um. Uh, Except for the damn exclusives. That's why I have PS5. Anywho. Yeah, that's the whole reason why I have a PS5. 
Right, but don't you have a one X? Me? No, he doesn't. Justin. Oh no, no, he he has. I have an old Xbox. Yeah, he has an old. Xbox. I never bought that. I thought you'd gotten a one X from your company store thing. I got yeah, no, just an Xbox One Elite. That's what I got. I never got the One oh. X, and when it came out, remember there was a wait for it, and I was like, "How many?" Of no, these are you're thinking now? Series X. Okay, what, whatever last gen was, Jason, the best one of last gen. That's what I have. <laughs> That's the One X. Okay, not the Elite. Whatever it is, it's the best one of last gen. But yeah, I got. I, I'm sitting here staring at an Xbox 360 Elite. No, it wasn't a 360 uh, box. You know that's in my closet. That's you know that's the only Xbox I own because my Xbox One decided to crap. It decided to die while I was playing fucking uh, um, uh, Star Wars fucking um, Jedi uh, Fallen Order. Yeah, yeah, Je- yeah, that one. Yeah, the yeah. Fallen Order. Yeah, I I didn't get the new console because I didn't see a reason to since all the exclusives were also coming to PC. Yeah, well, I didn't. I did not uh, pick up a Series X or any of the Series, you know, ones because honestly, I wouldn't wanted to put that money towards my PC, which I did, and I was going to get myself a PlayStation Five. I already told myself this generation's a PlayStation generation. So, well, this yeah. is a very random first half. Do we want to call it a break? <laughs> I need. I need to unfuck my fuck over here. So, yeah, let's take a break. All right, guys, we'll be back. And we're back. No. Woo. Oh my God, no! So we are to our news section. Um, I know I posted this in our little private group, but did. Did, you, did you guys look at that Fallout Bakersfield? Fallout Bakersfield, just more Fallout. Thanks. Um, no, I no, I did I didn't. actually. I didn't. I didn't because I was too. I was too busy getting destroyed. So here's what it is. It's uh, Fallout 1, but from the perspective of like Wolfenstein with like modern animations. Animations. Animations? Yeah. It has the same. It has a very similar HUD to the original Fallout, um, but has like the, you know, the grimacing face from like Wolfenstein. Um, Oh. So it kind of looks like Wolfenstein done in Fallout 1 with the Fallout 1 uh, adventurer, right? Um, with, like, full reload animations and stuff like that. It does. It looks well done, but it's, it's, a, uh, it's a fan project. It's, it's not ready yet, but it's being done no. by people that know what the hell they're doing. That's for damn sure. It looks really good. Very interesting. Just watched it. It's not very long, so you can look her up on uh, on the Tubins, YouTubins. Yeah, uh, and pretty cool, cool, uh, pretty cool concept. 
Yeah, uh, choosing... I would wager to say that Fallout is not a game that most people have ever played. So being able to experience that game story as an FPS, as an FPS, would be kind of cool. Yeah, and it's using the Doom engine. Um, specifically, they're developing it in GZ Doom. Oh, right on. Yeah, so it, it nice. looks kind of like, like I said, it has some modern animations, but it looks like they're using sprites. Oh. It does, and it, and of course, it looks like they're using up-res textures, etc. Right? So right. it's still pixely like sprites, but like it looks really good. It's it's the way that we remember those games, not the way they actually were. <laughs> right. Which I'm okay with. I, I do like yes. that art style. Yeah, I can I can dig that. I could definitely play through that. Like trying to play through the original Fallout right now is impossible. Like for me, it would be totally impossible. Um, I could do it, but it, I'd have a hard time running it in Windows 10. There, well, there's that. That for sure. The compatibility issue is a, is a big deal because that was that's a 1997 game, so that was most likely tied to CPU clock. Oh yeah, um, it runs super fucking j- janky without doing right. a lot. Yeah, right. but Fallout 2 is the only one of the original two that I've seen anybody play on a modern machine without an incredible amount of jank. Yeah, so it's it's not even a game that you could play, you know, in its original form these days. So, yeah. It, it's the whole reason I haven't played it. I used to play it every year, like just do a playthrough. And I haven't played it in probably six or seven years at this point. I think it was Windows 7 was the last time I played it, and it was janky enough at that point. Yeah. There's just no there's no way outside of an emulator at this point. You'd have to emulate a freaking You have to emulate old, old Windows. Machine. Well, and the problem is there's not even a really good emulator for that engine. Um, you know, at least the Doom engine has plenty of good emulators outside of DOSBox. Well, um, I'm saying that you can run that in. I'm saying virtual machine emulation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you'd have to set up a specific kind of virtual machine to actually run that kind of game anymore. Yeah. So one that only allows you to use like one out of every, you know, millionth clock cycle to fucking run the game otherwise you'd never be able to see a pixel move. Um <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty crazy but it looks cool um yeah if they, they, finish, uh, if they finish it i'm totally down to play that yeah and yeah so um there's other news right right man this is really fucking janky today <laughs> yeah, where are we at <laughs> um there is so we've got uh a couple of different uh, and news pieces here. Um, some big news out of out of CD Projekt. Um, one, they um, it was basically revealed last week that uh, they are following up Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven with an actual um, follow up title. So we're getting a new Cyberpunk game. Um, and along yeah. with that, along with that, the original CD, the original cyberpunk team, um, is actually moving from 
the Poland uh, headquarters to a new studio that they're establishing in Boston. Interesting. I wonder okay. why they moved to the U.S. Yeah. Uh, um, that, they're, that they're calling CD Projekt Red North America. And apparently uh, it's going to be that team uh, plus the Vancouver team working on the uh, Cyberpunk sequel. It's probably to either consolidate uh, uh, consolidate the uh, team, like the skill sets for each team, uh, or you know, it could be geopolitical. We don't know. Yeah. Um, um, they're calling it Project Orion, um, well, they're, well, they're and they announced of, uh, along with that they are working on a new Witcher trilogy. So this is probably more about specializing the teams for uh, for each one, the new Witcher game and this and the Cyberpunk game. Well, yeah, and it could be. I think see what they're going to do. I am too, and I, it could be geopolitical, right? Like Eastern Europe right now is in a big state of flux. So right. not to really talk politics, but like just it's in a not necessarily the safest place right now. Right. So it could be let's just move to America, or, or there isn't the possibility of nuclear war, um, and we can finish this game and just be people. Um, right. So good so, on them. I, I hope all the best. Boston's a cool city. Um, if I could afford it, I'd totally live in Boston. Aside from the fucking uh, traffic, but Boston. Boston's great. Good food. Yeah. Somewhat <laughs> rude people, uh, but very straightforward, and I can appreciate that. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, you got a whole. But a lot of Boston's uniqueness comes from the fact that you have a whole lot of old. Uh, Irish immigration blood there, and they're all straightforward people. Extremely yep. straightforward people. <laughs> they hate you. They hate you before they meet you, and they'll tell you that, that to your face. Something else yep. that I might try that's coming out somewhat soon, but there's a full-on demo for is there's a weird survival-style game called Forever Skies that's on Steam Next Fest right now with the demo that's fully downloadable, and it, you're in a blimp in like a post-apocalyptic future and you're like going from skyscraper to skyscraper, like scavenging and getting materials, which kind of looks like a neat concept. So I may actually download that right after the show and give it a shot. Um, you would. Because it looks neat. It looks neat. You would. I'm just going to go ahead and just download that right on. Well, I'm like so yeah, far, okay. I'm so far over my limit right now. And I got the, the email that says we'll cover this month's overage only, but next time it's $10 per 50 gigs. So right. I'm just fucking taking advantage of it. I download, sure. I'm just going to download. Just keep downloading. Um, we talked a lot about Steam Deck, right? Um, <laughs> like two weeks after I get it, or a week at literally a week after I get it. So an announcement: the Steam Deck can now be ordered without a reservation. The docking station is also available to order now. Um, cool. I. Uh, if you want a Steam Deck, they're available now. I'm, I'm upset that I had to wait. I'm not upset that they got their production in a place where they could do this. Um, I don't see. I don't see a reason to spend. I think it's eighty nine dollars to get the Steam Dock. Um, there are a lot of after part aftermarket docks that are half that or a third that that you can get similar results from it. There's not a lot that have a Display Port. I don't understand the need for a Display Port on a Steam Deck. Um, I've got one that's got HDMI 2.1, um, which will 
and can essentially get me up to 120 FPS out of that thing, right? It also has the uh, charger pass-through um, that will connect to my deck from the dock. Um, as well as well, three, to, three, I've got three USB threes. Thinking that most gamers have a monitor with Display Port, and that's why they include it on their dock. Yeah, I don't know why you played on a monitor and you just played on your TV. Like that's the whole reason to make it bigger. But well, they know for sure that this is. They know that there's third party options out there right now, and they already had, you know, basically stated that it's expensive. Yeah, but. It's, if you wanted to, you know, if it's an option to buy it, and I'm sure they're probably going to throw it out there for the $90 price and lower it later. I guess. Knees. Yeah, so, I mean, if you want to throw away money, if you want to throw away money, you can do that. The The Steam Deck is not a throwaway of money, but that dock seems certainly overpriced to have DisplayPort. Um, oh, just, and if you were if you were strapped because you had no other option, you could get an adapter for HDMI 2.1 to DisplayPort for probably ten dollars. So, I I don't see the point in it if you're trying to say if you just want everything to say Steam on it. Sure, I know there was somebody else uh, I can't remember, but um, I was talking to somebody else that had a Steam Deck and they just got it three a three D printed version of the dock uh, uh not the dock but just a stand for it when they got a uh one of the standard docks that you'd use for a tablet or a laptop and use that so they got everything they needed for about 30 bucks i just got one that actually has the little stand with the dock just because i wanted it to stand up um for whatever reason it was in, i was in a place where i didn't think they were going to have those so i just got all the shit right off the bat um, that was mostly it for my news. Jason, what else did you have? Um, the only other thing um that I had was uh two pieces. Uh Blizzard officially patched the the shop glitch with uh with Overwatch. Uh this week that apparent apparently there was an issue where it, you were in chat, you could uh, um, end up purchasing items for Overwatch 2 and not be able to uh, uh, not be able to leave the shop view without purchasing something. Um, so they patched that and now they're saying, yeah, no, even if you report that this happened to you, we're not refunding it. Yeah. Okay then. So that's the thing. All right. Cool. Blizzard, I don't have to give you any of my money, and I don't have to load up your game. Um, yeah. But essentially, it was you went if you even went to view items, if your chat was open, it won't let you leave without completing purchase. Oh, yeah. See, there's Alt F4 for that, right? Uh. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> fuck you, Blizzard, fuck you. Nice plug. Uh, it definitely wasn't a feature, right? Definitely not, you know? Right. Um, so, uh, I don't know. Uh, Overwatch launched with a bunch of problems. It's still, they were nowhere near ready for 
for the amount of people to play it again. So, you know, people waiting hours <laughs> to even get into a match, stuff like that. I just, yeah, no, no, thanks. I had enough of Overwatch one. Yeah. That was so of- long ago. Well, it feels like it was, so, uh, you know, such a long time ago. I guess it was. I mean, considering it was, at it least was what? two years before I started working from home, and I started working from home two years ago, so at least four to five years ago. Yeah, I remember playing Overwatch while I was uh, in my last year of college, wasn't I? Yeah. Yep. That's, it's yeah, been, so, that's been a minute. So it has, yeah, it's, it's been a minute. <laughs> so... Uh, Overwatch 2, from what I've heard, I mean, I don't play Overwatch anymore, but from what I've heard, it's basically, you know, there's a couple new heroes, um, a couple, you know, new game modes, and it's basically the same game as it was before. And if you had, you know, if you had shit from your previous time playing Overwatch that, you know, that you had earned or bought or whatever... Uh, it transfers over, but um, well, they force you to basically transfer because they're going to be shutting down Overwatch's servers. So they're like, "You're upgrading to Overwatch Two. It doesn't matter." They have um, as soon as Overwatch Two launched, Overwatch's over the original Overwatch servers or the connection to over the original Overwatch is gone, no longer a thing. Yeah. Uh, so if it was. I mean, if you played Overwatch, you were tied to a Battle.net account anyway. Um, yep. So, I mean, at least it's free to play, so you don't have to pay f- to continue playing your game, I guess. Overwatch 2 is free to play, yeah. Um, yeah. But, of course, monetization is always going to be a thing, and you're you're never going to get away from that, especially now that it's gone free to play. Uh, yep. So, but monetization for... Uh, Overwatch has always been cosmetics, and that's always been a thing. You're just never going to get away from microtransactions ever in this day and age. So, um, no, I don't know. It, and, I just know that it's been basically a train wreck from you know from the very get go. Uh, and there's been you know, there was people that was just outright going fucking crazy on the internet because uh they would get into a match and then immediately get kicked out and fucking sit have to sit in a fucking like 45 minute hour uh, hour long queue just to get into a match again yeah it's just blizzard still not doing themselves any favors well um, yeah and then the bugs of course you know there's yeah. you know, it does not make the it doesn't make people who are already wary of a money, you know, uh, money grubbing fucking, you know, company. Uh, it does not make them make anybody feel any better that you no longer can exit out of a freaking menu without confirming a purchase, right? <laughs> or closing the game completely and having to sit there for forty five minutes to log back in again. So, <laughs> um, yeah, and then other than that. The only other thing I had was uh, Origin is now officially dead. Yay! Um, the Nobody new, liked it anyway. The new EA app is out. Um, and I will say, I actually, because I've got a couple games that absolutely require the Origin tie-in, um, I did install it, and so far, at 
at least the new app runs better. Um, it doesn't cause any weird jank with, hasn't caused any weird jank with my desktop or, you know, taking forever for games to load when I, um, when I initiate them in Steam. Real question is, what are you playing on Origin? Um, so games I have in Steam that are tied to Origin are, um, The Sims, which I occasionally go back and forth to, um, Star Wars Fallen Orders through there, and uh, I think South Park. Okay. Like, all of those games I've got on fucking... I've got them all uh, on Steam, but they require the the or, the EA app now um, to launch and sign in. I think they were trying to get away from that. I know that they're, uh, they're going to be... They, they still are, so they're still actively working on that, but for now it still requires one of two apps to load. So now if you try to load Origin, it will prompt you to uh, uh, upgrade to the new EA app. Okay. So I'm checking it right now, actually, uh, to see whether or not it's actually updated. I don't have anything from Steam um, or uh, from EA that I can remember. And I do my be- very best to not buy things from uh, from Origin if I possibly can. Um, and it's it says, um, yeah, verify my identity. What? We'll send a verification code to, oh my, oh dear. Uh, Apparently, my EA account's been uh, 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 compromised, so there's that. <laughs> there's a reason why I don't use it. Whoa! Shows um, you how long it's been since you lo- loaded it. <laughs> it. It says, we'll send a verification to blah, blah, blah at disabled.ea.com. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, that's 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 really going to help me get into my account, guys. Interesting. Okay. So there's that. Um uh on on the uh, uh on the uh, uh subject of people fucking hacking shit um so there has been uh a wave of uh final oh, fantasy and- 14 hacking going on right now there's uh there's been people you know hitting the servers with ddos attacks and shit they're also lifting people's uh login credentials uh, in multiple different kinds of ways, uh, and it is, uh, it's forcing uh, Square Enix to actually, you know, look at the very, po- uh, very real possibility of forcing everybody, and I mean, literally everybody that connects to the game to change their passwords. That's, I mean, it's that's a huge step, like a, you know, a forced. Uh, password change for everyone because apparently there's uh you know you know you could buy password lists on you know 
you know, on certain shady ass websites anyway. Right. Right. Um, apparently the, you know, this group of script kiddies or whatever the fuck they are, are fucking going after, uh, uh, going after final fantasy accounts the same way. I've, I've got a fucking super strong password for them. So I don't have to worry about that shit. Um, but you know, that's the thing. If you're a, pl- a final fantasy 14 player or really any fucking MMO player, you should have a, uh, uh, two factor authentication, uh, authentication for your shit anyway. Uh, so there, they have a, uh, a secondary one-time password that, you know, that's basically a, an authenticator code, uh, that you can get for uh, final fantasy. It's highly recommended to do that. Um, but it's not, yeah, go ahead. You should have that for everything. Well, two factor authentication. Two factor, you should have it. Yeah, two factor uh, authentication is it's pretty straightforward. It's it's a good way. Not it's not completely foolproof, but it's going to uh, prevent you know low effort attacks like this. You know where people can just get a password list online and just go you know just go to town you know, load that into a bot and try a bunch of fucking codes, right? Right. Um, it's going to prevent that, you know, that kind of attack from happening. Anybody that's that really wants to get into your shit, they're going to get into your shit. Just like any other lock, All you know, all your security is going to do is, you know, add additional time to a successful attack. So, yeah. Uh, get yourself an authenticator, change your passwords regularly, yada, 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 go, you know, you know, best practices and stuff. Um, I, that just reminded me of, uh, of that particular thing. But uh, this, this week was also the week that uh, uh, No Man's Sky actually got yet another free update. You know, because they making money at this point. Well, uh, because, and this is how they're making money now that now that you say it, uh, because No Man's Sky is now on the Switch. And yes, you could buy it for the low, low price of full price uh, on the Switch. <laughs> plus $10. Uh, plus, uh, plus the $10 Nintendo tax, right? Uh, so it's what, $50? For- is it forty nine eighty nine or fifty nine eighty nine? I can't remember exactly which. I would even go as high as seventy if it was on Switch. Um, it might be, but anyway, uh, No Man's Sky, which is uh, uh, Sean Murray was famous for saying that it would never run on the goddamn Switch, is now running on the Switch. Um, I have not seen anything of uh, any like benchmarking or anything like that, nor do I really want to. Um. The Switch is actually fairly, you know, I mean, if it could play fucking, uh, you know, Breath of the Wild, uh, it could probably play, you know, uh, No Man's Sky at, like, low settings. I'm I'm going to give it that. I'm sure. You know, so. If you're getting a Switch nowadays, unless you're playing exclusives, get yourself a Steam Deck instead. And yes, and that's exactly it. Unless you're playing exclusives. Uh, I'm not sure who owns a switch that wouldn't have already given no man's sky a try especially considering you can play it on fucking you know game pass there's right no now. Such, there's barely any such a thing as nintendo's e- e-shop sales oh right but i mean if you wanted to answer uh, answer the question how does no man's sky make money 
that's it. By being on Game Pass, be by selling full price on the Switch. Uh, and, I mean, it it probably still makes sales on Steam, even though it's available on Game Pass. So, uh, it still makes its money. Now, this update did did do things. It's called Waypoint, as the uh, is the name of the update. It, like, it basically... It made it for uh, for filthy casuals, right? Uh, so yes and no. Uh, I I gave it a uh, uh an hour and a half stab just to see what the early game was like, and that's not saying anything for a game that can you know play up to forty fucking forty to sixty hours on a playthrough. Um. So what you get with uh with the waypoint is. Uh, they've in, improved the saving system so that you no longer have to worry about save points or jumping in and out of your ship to save or using a a specific kind of like uh, placeable called a save you know a save point or a, a save way station or whatever the fuck it is. You don't have to worry about that because it dynamically saves the game uh, and it's all done in the background. You could turn it on and off whenever you want to. Which was kind of key for be for it being on the switch, which makes total sense. Um, the other things that it does is uh, it adds uh, it adds a customizable gameplay setting feature, so you can customize how hard shit hits you, how much jetpack you have, how much uh, you know, uh, how much resources you get from a you know, from uh, mining. Uh, how fast your mining tool, you know, uh, heats up, uh, and a bunch of different features that have to do with, um, you know, with just generalized gameplay. Uh, and you could choose this all in a real, you know, as a relaxed setting in the game. Uh, the relaxed setting basically turns everything all the way to. Uh, you know, all the way to filthy casual, as far as I'm concerned, um, so that you can kind of, uh, you know, just kind of coast through the game. You don't necessarily need to do anything, you know, super special. Um, it takes basically all the challenge out of the game. Uh, it improves the, uh, the, uh, well, it finger quotes improves the inventory system by doing so. It really doesn't improve it as much as it just consolidates it into one screen and makes it a little bit easier to understand. Um, but it doesn't give you any more space that I can see. Um, <clears throat> so if you're, if you've just started playing no man's sky, it would probably be a benefit to you. Yeah. Um, and it would allow you to, you know, kind of get into the, you know, the later stages of the game without having to really grind for a long period of time. Um, but if you've played through No Man's Sky at least once or twice before, you might, you know, you might, uh, you might notice these changes and be like, eh, I kind of, you know, preferred it the old way. Uh, so, eh, we'll see. It's, it looks, it looks good though. I mean, that I will say that the game has actually, uh, has consistently, updated itself from being the shit game that it was being shit on as it was shat out onto the internet um, to, you know, the, you know, the consistent, you know, comeback story of, you know, of the, 
last generation into this generation. So there's that. Um, do, 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 do. There was uh, another thing that popped up about something and I lost it. Well, I think I think we've gone through quite a bit. Uh, I agree. I think that that's that's fine. Oh, um, nope. That's that's it. Go for it. All right. Well, Jason, where can you find us? Find us at tiltcast.com. Find us on Facebook and twitter.com slash tiltcast. Our YouTube channels, youtube.com slash real tiltcast, and search for us on iTunes and Spotify. Subscribe. Find some friends to show you got cabbage, KBG, you got noquarters.net for the love of gaming, bmfcast.com, noquarters.net, and tvgp.tv. They play video games like we do with big TVs and PCs. And with that, it's the end of the show. All right. Peace.